Welcome to this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. This week I spoke with Patrick, who is living in Pictou, Nova Scotia. Patrick is an entrepreneur and a father of three excited kids who are looking forward to a schoolie adventure. From swimming with his family to getting a piece of metal in his eye during his build, Patrick believes you have to stick to the process and continue to move forward. It's Sunday, July 25th, 2021. Sit back, relax, grab a cold beverage, and enjoy this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. Uh, this week, I got a special guest coming in from my home province of Nova Scotia. This is the second guest that I've had from Nova Scotia. So, uh, Patrick, without further ado, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I'm Patrick Lemoyne. Um, uh, we got our schoolie, uh, our school bus, roughly a year ago. And we uh, were always interested in doing some sort of project, but we weren't necessarily sure on what it was. Then COVID happened, and my business uh, really slowed down because of the traveling aspect of it. So after that, we looked around and we saw an old school bus and we decided to purchase it and started a pro- start a project. That project uh, eventually just snowballed into this wonderful schoolie that we built and possibly uh, a future uh, business venture as well. What's the, uh, the business that you were in that uh, took you around traveling? Uh, we, uh, I started a company around eight years ago called Unique Diesel Solutions. Uh, Unique Diesel Solutions does fuel polishing. And what that is, is we filter fuel, uh, diesel fuel specifically in kerosene and furnace oils, and we remediate them back to, uh, ISO standard. And we also clean the tanks at the same time for like emergency generators for hospitals or critical mission uh, generators as well. Wow, that's pretty cool. And where did you learn that kind of uh, skill or to do that job? Uh, well, I was uh, just under, just self-taught, to be honest. Uh, we learned about the technology and then we went down to the manufacturer in Florida and we got training down there for an extensive period of time. And then we uh, came back here and started getting our own experience. Wow. Now you folks are not just the two of you traveling in the bus. Uh, Tell us a little bit about who the youngsters are that are gonna be traveling with you. Yes, so we have uh, Ariel, she's 10 years old. Uh, We have Lucas, he's six years old. And we have Maya, she's five years old. And we built very cool and awesome bunks for them. And they love it. They can't wait to start traveling in those bunks. And for anybody else uh, who hasn't seen yet, uh, maybe Patrick, uh, where can people follow you? Where do they see these bunks? Uh, on Instagram, it's at Scotia Schoolies with an S. And uh, also on Facebook, it's at Scotia Schoolies with an S as well. And we also have a website, uh, scotiaschoolies.ca. And these are the most unique pods that I've seen for kids, and I'm sure they absolutely love them. Yes, they absolutely do. And did you folks grow up in Picto? That's where you're located. Is that where you grew up? 
Uh, my wife, Tana, grew up in Picto, but I grew up in uh, the south shore of Montreal until uh, I was 10 years old and then moved to Picto for about a year to two years. And that's when I met Tana back in grade seven. And we've been together ever since. I've moved around back to Montreal and to Moncton where uh, we recently stayed. And now we've been in Picto for about four years. Thank you. And what's the age bracket that you folks are in? Uh, we are 30 to 35. So tell us a little bit about this uh, bus that you've purchased during COVID and started your journey with. Yes, so it's a 2006 International CE300. Uh, so we just found it on Kijiji and decided to go look at it and got a really good feeling about it and just went ahead with it. Never looked back after that. And did you purchase it in Nova Scotia or somewhere else? Yes, we purchased it in Nova Scotia. How was the rust condition of the bus? Uh, it was quite extensive due to the bus coming from Cape Breton, actually. So uh, it did a lot of rural and a lot of dirt road and a lot of stuff like that. So um, the rust underneath it was quite extensive, but we remediated a lot of it, cleaned it up, and added a coat of uh, rust remediator paint. And uh, now it's almost like brand new again. I love the paint job you have on it. It's uh, it's pretty slick looking. Thank you. I appreciate that. So now, Patrick, when you were doing the builds, um, you know, some people are in urban settings, some people in rural settings. Uh, did you have a lot of space where you were able to uh, do your build or was it like parked in your driveway and you worked on it there? Yeah, uh, it was pretty much parked uh, beside our house on our lawn uh, between my house and my neighbor's house. Uh, my neighbor wasn't too fond of me having a bus parked there for an extensive period of time, but, uh, you know, we, we worked through it and, uh, we, we, we kind of managed to get exterior done as quick as possible. So it wasn't quite of an eyesore for them, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was the first bus was, it was, and always will be possibly the most difficult. It sounds to me like you're thinking about your second bus already. <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, multiple buses ahead. Uh, we'd we'd like to get into four by four conversions and uh, and be able to achieve um, you know a, a really good product that will a, a be able to go off roading and off gridding and focus on that part of schooling. Have you heard of these global? trekking vehicles yes yeah companies like earth roamer and stuff like that uh that's kind of like the way that we want to go just uh more schooly and the um how long did it take you to build the bus uh it took us roughly a year uh because the first one we took our time uh, we didn't want to rush anything, so each process probably took us twice as long as we anticipated, just because we didn't want to rush through things and skip any steps. 
And is the purpose, Patrick, for you folks to live in the schoolie or just to travel and have some adventures? Uh, at the beginning, it might be just traveling and having adventures, but we are still debating on possibly moving into a schoolie. And have you looked at the bylaws and stuff in regards to that around Picto? Is that uh, something that's doable? Uh, well, we've recently contacted uh, the town of Picto and they were recently just talking about changing some bylaws for uh, tiny homes and schoolies. So it's uh, a possible shift in the laws that will possibly allow schoolies and tiny homes to coexist in maybe like a specific part of town or uh, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of areas that are starting to move forward with those conversations to allow alternative living spaces, which is great. Yes, absolutely. So Patrick, it doesn't have to be in regards to the bus, it can be, um, but what's an adventure that uh, you folks have either had uh, with the bus or just in life in general? Well, uh, living in Picto, we're surrounded by beautiful beaches, uh, wonderful shores, and awesome rivers and lakes. Uh, we like going to a specific swimming hole in Salt Springs that we pretty much built. It's a river that joins into two rivers, or two rivers that join into one river. And we kind of made a natural lazy river just by moving some rocks around and just making the current more stronger and the kids love it. Very cool. So is that something that you would tube down or you just like uh, lay yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just tube down and it kind of just takes you down like a good 20, 30 feet. Now, does that have any location where you could say overnight? or is it uh, a public space it is a pub uh, like a provincial park but there is a uh like a um, work carpool parking lot that is like i don't know 50 feet away and i've seen people overnight there well so when i come to visit you in the schoolie we can go to uh, salt springs for a little river Ab absolutely yeah bring your tube <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great working on this it's all not all roses uh what's something that you had during that time that would have been a mishap uh everything was kind of a big learning curve uh because i i i come from a background of not knowing any uh carpentry or uh, i knew a little bit of electrical and a little bit of plumbing but not a lot of carpentry uh, so a lot of stuff was self-taught, uh, a lot of stuff I had to redo and just learn how to do it. I mean, you have to fail to learn how to do it properly. So that's, it, it was a lot of learning curves in many different aspects. Any major injuries along your travels? Uh, no, no major injuries. Apart from grinding, I got a piece of metal in my eye, but that's uh i guess that's bound to happen with all the grinding and all the remediation that you got to do and was that like to the hospital emergency or oh, yeah it was yes i had to take the it was like a tiny little piece that you can actually see it was stuck like almost right in the middle 
of my eye. Wow. And did you yeah. remove did you remove the roof, the ceiling of your bus? Yes, we removed the ceiling of our bus, uh, like the original metal ceiling. Right. Yes, we removed that and removed all the uh, batted insulation, which isn't much anyways. And we spray foamed it, and then we put uh, V-groove uh, pine, pine board all on the ceiling. And the reason I ask, those panels, when they came off, were they screwed in or riveted in? They were screwed in, but oh, I've so heard, yes, I've heard and seen some people that were riveted. And I, I could imagine that that is another job on its own. Yeah, ours were riveted in, and those panels, when they come down, they are razor thin and very heavy. And, and very uh, and very sharp on the edges. And yes, I, I yeah, only somebody that's done it and been through it and will understand <laughs> but you know what the trick is to that that i discovered is a oh what is the tool called uh it's an impact not an impact driver a um impact chisel an, an air chisel yeah an air yes. chisel with a yeah. flat bench oh yeah. saved my life a million times. yeah it just it just breaks the heads right off eh no i had to go into the metal and vibrate it out and snap the because it, it wouldn't go in under the rivets to snap them off i had to go into oh the was it it was a lot okay work. yeah now did you use that kind of tool for any rust removal uh for the rust removal mostly we used uh, a lot of sandblasting oh right. so we, yes we did we did quite a bit of sandblasting uh we debated on what was the the, it, the inside remediation was all done with a grinder and wire wheel because we didn't mm -hmm. get want to get all the sandblasting and the dust into the like dash and com inboard componentry and stuff like that so we mostly did the inside with a wire wheel and grinder and then the exterior was all sandblasted so messy, eh? Uh, it was quite a job. I mean, uh, it's it's not for the faint of heart. It's very slow, but it remediates ninety nine point nine percent of all the rust. That's, I mean, we we really focused on the rivets and the black strips down the side. Right. Uh, so none of that rust would be lingering or anything like that, and then. We really took our time. We took um, we did a few coats of epoxy primer as well. On top of that, we did some surface primer, and then we did uh, three coats of uh, uh, three coats of single stage urethane paint. Man, that bus is gonna last forever. Well, that's what we were hoping. We were hoping to to to, fit, to wrap it up in a nice. Uh, package that could last an extensive period of time, and especially in the Nova Scotian climate with the uh, the salt air and the salt on the roads in the fall and the spring and winter. Yes, it's an it's inevitable. Yeah, for sure. So now that the bus is coming to completion and getting uh, certified, uh, looking back, is there anything that stands out that you'd be like, "Man, I would have loved to have done that specific thing differently." 
Um, yes, there's always a bunch of things where you'd like to do uh, a little different. But um, the most part, I think we got exactly what we wanted just because we took the time to really think it out before we actually just dove into it and really got through it. And it sounds like you work together as a team um, on this build. Yes. Yeah. She was a big, uh, Tana was a big part of the design and the finishing aspect of the build. And when it came to the, to the idea of doing a build like this, who came up with the idea, you or her? Uh, in the end, it was kind of both of us, but I think it was more or less me. I was more or less drawn to, you know, building something that, you know, we can enjoy and get some adventures out of. And I think it was daunting on her at first, but after just thinking about it and seeing the community on Instagram and stuff like that, uh, I think she got more easy with the idea and uh we just jumped right in yeah those uh those conversations can be quite interesting as you're going through the learning process of what schoolies are and who makes them and who's in your local community um because i guess did you find other people in nova scotia or in your area around picto that have done this in the past We've heard through the grapevine that there was a couple of people that have done school bus conversions to certain extents. Uh, I've never heard of a schoolie uh, being done with a solar or like uh, a heat pump on the back or anything like that. Not to that extent, but there is some people that have done local schoolies. I haven't met them per se, but hopefully when we are up and running, we'll be able to start traveling around and start meeting. Well, from what I've seen on social media, trying to reach out to various people to invite them to be guests on the show, um, from what I've seen through that, you are the only one that is from Nova Scotia and are doing a build. Uh, there was another gentleman that uh, there on the uh, Eastern Shore, I guess it would be, south of Antigonet. Okay. Um, they have a piece of land there, but they, they didn't build the bus in Nova Scotia. Um, they're great. If you can connect with them, they're absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. As soon as we're able to move to, to, to be mobile, we'd love to go to all different places and connect with all different types of schooly people and just get their opinions and their takes on their build because everybody goes through a completely different experience building their build compared to you know one another like it's every build's 100 percent different where do you think your first adventure is going to be uh we've been talking about that a lot lately um we've been talking about cape breton and doing the trail uh the but we've also been talking about going down into the valley uh, down South Shore, uh, but we've also been talking about going to New Brunswick as well. So, a lot of different places. <laughs> well, listen, I'll invite you if you're uh, if you get everything certified and you're confident to head out. 
we're going to be in uh, on Cape Breton Island for three weeks to see my family. Uh, I think around August 10th for three weeks, and then we're going to head over to Newfoundland. I think for ten days. Uh, but awesome. we'll be going around a trail at some point. But if you if you want to connect, and I have a four year old as well, so she always likes having little kids around. But no, yeah. that'd be great. Actually, that'd be actually when really it, cool to to do the trail as a as a online. more than one schoolie. Yeah. So now for folks out there that are looking to do this kind of build and have those conversations like you folks have had, um, what's a piece of advice that you would share with them? Um, piece of advice is you're going to get discouraged. There's a lot of different phases and there's a lot of different ups and downs throughout the build. Uh, money's one of them. Uh, you just try not to get deflated try not to get demotivated on the build uh if you need to stop and take a and and just take a breath and just look at the build and just restart from scratch then have to do but that's one of the things that was really hard for me to do is just uh when when you're wrong i mean sometimes you got to admit you're wrong and you got to redo it and when you redo it it's sometimes two or three times better than what you did originally. So that's basically the piece of advice is just don't get discouraged. It's a very humbling experience to, to do something like this and then have to admit professionals or people in your network for answers to solutions that you assume that you should have the answer, but you don't. So it's very a humbling experience. Yeah. You learn a lot from it. You learn how you can deal with certain things and 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 just push through them, persevere. And on your relationship too, between the two of you and with the kids as well, trying to have you know the same goals and expectations and move forward, it can uh, lead to some challenging conversations. And but it makes you stronger yeah. in a relationship. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the kids helped a lot on the build. Uh, as much as they could when it was dangerous, you know, they they weren't around, but, you know, they put some screws and some nails uh, into some wood and they, they've helped build the build as well. So they feel a sense of accomplishment. That's pretty cool. What a great learning, hands-on learning experience for them. Yes. So now tell me a little bit, what do you see in say three years from now, what does that future look like for you folks as a family? Um, in three years from now, uh, we are hoping to build our Scotia Schoolies business in Picto, Nova Scotia. Uh, and hopefully we will be building schoolies and van conversions and all types of tiny home living for people pretty much all across the world. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're trying to achieve right now is just trying to help the community for people that feel too overwhelmed to build their own build that to fill that void. So would the idea be to, to homeschool the kids or be in a community where they would attend the uh, public schools or private schools? Uh, we've discussed both. Uh, homeschooling would give us the ability to be a lot more mobile, uh, but uh, 
home, uh, public schooling, like in a community would give us a little bit more sense of community and consistent friends and stuff like that. So we're not necessarily sure what would be the best for us at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, but, uh, uh, those will be interesting conversations as well as you go down the route. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say complications, but like there's a lot of things to take in consideration when you, when you switch to that type of lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Now we've connected Patrick online through Instagram many, many months ago and hopefully in person in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, do you have like one to three people on social media that you would recommend others to follow if they're looking at getting into the schoolie or bus conversion lifestyle? Uh, yes. Uh, not a regular schoolie on Instagram is one to look for. Uh, as far as anybody else, I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head, but not a regular schoolie would be one to really look for because they're I think their build is quite extensive. And they'll be on the show later on in the fall, I believe. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's great. So now final words. What do you have for the final words for the folks out there that are uh, being inspired by what you're doing? Uh, just get into it and you'll never know if you uh if you don't get into it and you don't start building your build you'll never know if you're capable or if you want to to just explore and have fun in your life just start building and we're loving it we were talking last night in the bus we were saying how nice it is to be in like a confined space we feel really comfortable we're you know talking face to face to each other not having to like find each other in the house to have a conversation or aren't yeah, a lot of distractions yeah. and it's uh when we're now in larger you know our friends houses it's uh it's a completely different feeling because uh yeah we like that space you get to connect in a different aspect in a different way i think the connections are stronger and it's just more personal at that point because there's no there's not a lot of places to go there's it's you know, you're, you're in like a 250 square foot home. So, I mean, you're going to have to live with everybody and just learn to love and just learn to care about everybody. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Very cool. Well, listen, man, uh, I greatly appreciate you coming onto the show and sharing your stories and wisdom and where things are going. And I look forward to, uh, dropping by Picto in the next little while and uh, paying a visit or traveling yeah. in Cape Breton. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to swing by and check out our little, have you guys ever been to Picto or just drove by? We've been, uh, yeah, we haven't spent time there for sure. Um, yeah. And because we go back to Cape Breton all the time, we haven't spent much time in that area. Uh, Halifax and stuff we have, but, but yes, not a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you very much, and enjoy. Hopefully, it's uh, good weather in Nova Scotia today, is it? Uh, it's a little bit of overcast, but, I mean, it's not raining. Any day that's not raining, it's good to go. <laughs> good day for work. That's right. Yeah.
All right, Patrick, I greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up in the near future. All right, thank you, Daniel. Thanks, bud. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. All right. Bye. -bye. Thank you for carving out some time in your day to listen to this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. You can listen to more of our podcasts through Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, or from wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to us through our website, acanadianschoolie.ca, or follow us on Instagram and YouTube under A Canadian Schoolie. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to one another.